Thank you for tuning into the Chapel Valley Church Podcast. Today we wanted to share a special teaching from Pastor Jeremiah Jenin. We hope this message encourages you and builds a deeper level of faith in you. Thank you for joining us and enjoy this message. Good morning. Let's go ahead and come back together. We're going to continue in our time. I'm going to encourage everybody to linger a little bit. Everybody's excited to see each other. We invite you to linger after service. You're welcome to stay and greet some people after service as well and uh, get to know some new people. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Well, good morning. Welcome, everyone. My name is Pastor Jay. I'm the lead pastor here at Chapel Valley, and we want to welcome everyone that is able to join us today uh, for our New Year's Day Sunday service. Uh, Those that are joining online, thank you for joining us, Um, and we just want to say welcome. We have a couple of quick announcements. We played a quick little promo video, but we are going to be starting the new year with uh, what we're calling 21 Days of Prayer and Fasting, and this is something that we're going to be doing as a church, a local church, but this is actually something that we are joining with hundreds and thousands of churches around the world with 21 days of prayer and fasting. This is happening all throughout the Foursquare movement, and so we are going to be joining churches all over the world praying the same thing. I heard someone say recently that uh, we have a weak church because we have a church that doesn't pray. And we need to pray. We want to see a move of God, not just in this local body, but worldwide, nationwide, in our country, in our world, all over. And so we need to be people of prayer. And so we want to begin our new year with 21 days of prayer and fasting. And you'll notice that we are saying prayer and fasting. Everybody's favorite word, right? Do we got anybody that made the New Year's resolution to uh, drop a few pounds? Anybody? No? Okay. Just me. Just me, probably. Yeah, I was, uh, no, forget it. No, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say, should I not say it? I won't say it. Okay, I was playing volleyball with our kids, and every time I would jump, I'm like, there's a little too much going on in my body right now, okay? Let's just put it that way. And so I was like, I think I could spare a few pounds. But we are going to be doing prayer and fasting. If you are only able to pray, that's totally fine. But we, I would ask that you would pray and just consider and allow the Holy Spirit to, to reveal to you how you could participate in that fasting process as well. We're going to be, uh, to sign up, you can go to chap- our connect page, chapelvalley.org backslash connect. And if you do that, we're going to send you daily emails with uh, very short devotional and daily prayer points from January 9th to January 29th, I believe. January, it's not on there. What's 21 days? I believe it's the 9th to the 29th. So it's starting next week. Okay. Um, but we're going to send those daily. And, yeah, I see I don't have the end date on here either. Well, starting January 9th for 21 days, we're going to send daily prayer guides and devotionals in your email inbox. We're also going to post those prayer points, though, on our social media. So if you follow us on Instagram or on Facebook, uh, we'll have the prayer points there as well. Also this week, uh, very exciting, we had a couple-week break, but our groups, our community groups, groups are starting back up this week, and so if you would like to join a group, we have those available also on our Connect page. Go to the Connect page, click on Find a Group, and we would love to have you join us uh, at one of our groups. We had some amazing testimonies from our last six-week session, Um, just awesome things that the Lord was doing, um, and we want to continue to see those things take place. Also, over, it was a few days ago, I believe it was on the 26th or the 27th, 
On the 27th, we have a new addition to the Chapel Valley Church family. We have a picture of Jeanette Schaefer. Um, this is baby Jeanette, and she's adorable, and we welcome her. Justin and Carolyn, who are members here, um, are celebrating the birth of their new, new daughter. And um, look at that. She's even got the Christmas blankie. So we can welcome her. We're excited to see her. We're praying for them. Um, and I believe we're going to be putting together some sort of meal train uh, of some sort. So maybe we can connect. Let me know if you would like to participate in that, um, and we'll get the details for that soon. All right. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. You know, as I was praying, and I I wanted to start with this, I was praying over the church and over churches in uh, the area that uh, Wisconsin, Minnesota, the churches that I oversee. And I was praying this, and I felt like this is the scripture the Lord gave me out of Psalm 6511. It says, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. And I was just praying that over, over all of us, that as, that this year would be crowned by Him, that you would look back and you would see His glory, experience His glory in a new and a fresh way, and that as you walk with Him in, a, in alignment with what He has for you, that your paths would be filled with His abundance. Amen? Amen. Well, if you have your Bibles, um, I'm, we're gonna go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians 2 is where we're going to spend most of our time this morning. But I wanted to start in Psalm chapter 119, verse 18, and we'll have this up on on screen. But Psalm 119, verse 18, the psalmist says, Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. From your law. When it says your law, it's talking about the Bible, right? It's talking about the scriptures. And the psalmist is crying out to the Lord saying, I need you to open my eyes. How many of you would say you would like to have your eyes opened by the Lord? Because the reality is, and, and this is what the title of the message today is, it's called Seeing Clearly. And the reality is, is there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of confusion out in the world today. Even in the church, there are people that are questioning what God has said. And it's really causing this confusion of what is true. Is this still relevant? Is, is God still doing something? And we need to know what his word says so that we can see clearly in this time and move forward with confidence and with boldness that God is with us, that God is for us, and that he, and knowing what he says is true. And so we're talking about seeing clearly. Everybody say that together. Seeing clearly seeing clearly. This is so important. And I believe we are at a critical point in time where this is so important that we would be people who regularly spend time with the Lord in his word. Because when we spend time in his word, he opens our eyes so that we can see his truth and know how to live. And sometimes when we talk about getting in the word or reading the Bible or doing our devotions, we, we think of it as an obligation. Like it's something that we need to do to make God happy or it's just, you know, maybe it was a New Year's resolution, right? But how many of you know God is already happy with you because of Jesus? And so this is more than an obligation. There's things that he has made available to you. There are promises that God has made available to you that you may not know about it. And because you don't know about it, you can't have it. You can't live in it. You can't be it. 
And, you know, you know I think there's this false I, I, idea that, you know, well, if God wants something to happen in my life, it, he'll just make it happen. But how many of you know that's not true? He's made every promise available, but it's up to us to press in, to capture his heart, to know his plan, to know his purposes, and to receive them with a humble heart saying, thank you, God, I believe that in faith. And then those promises begin to come to pass. But we've got to receive them. We've got to hear them. And so this is not an obligation. And the psalmist is saying this. He's saying, open my eyes that I might see. That I may see. How many of you know you have to have your eyes opened in order to understand scripture properly? It's more than just words on a page. How many of you know there are scriptures that you can read again and again and again, but when the Holy Spirit opens your eyes to it, all of a sudden there's like this aha moment where the light turns on and all of a sudden it changes you on the inside. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? You see, we must have our eyes open because this is not an ordinary book. This is not just a book that was written by people. This is not just wise sayings. It's from the very heart of God to us. In fact, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete. Everybody say complete. Complete. Thoroughly equipped for every good word work. In other words, there is nothing that has been left out of scripture. There is nothing that you are facing that scripture will not address, that the Holy Spirit won't speak through and address things and work in you to prepare you for the things that are ahead. And you may be wondering, like, I don't know how God's going to step into my situation. But how many of you know we need to humble ourselves and come to his word and allow him to speak to us through his word? Because his word will make us complete. Amen? The ESV version says in verse 16, all scripture is breathed out by God. In other words, this is not just a book. This isn't just why saying It is the very word of God. It is breathed out from God. Second Peter 1.20 says this, knowing this first, that no prophecy of scripture, so we're talking about the Bible here, says knowing this, no prophecy of scripture is of any private interpretation for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Now, I want you to think about this. The Bible was written over the course of about 1,500 years by about 40 different authors. And these men grew up with different backgrounds, in different cultures, in different geological locations over a span of centuries. And they did not know each other. They didn't get together to share notes. And yet all the scriptures completely and 100% agree with each other And here's why. Because they didn't come from the will of man. But they came from the Holy Spirit. And as these men would write these letters, these narratives, what the, these, these narratives of history, the Holy Spirit would move them so that they didn't just write their thoughts, they wrote God's thoughts. They wrote God's words. In fact, there were many things that the authors wrote themselves that they didn't completely even understand themselves. 
because God breathed, moved on them and breathed out his word. And as they put those words down, that word becomes life to those who receive it. And so Peter is saying, listen, you have to know this, that this is not just an ordinary book, but that every single part comes from him. In other words, when Moses was writing, when the prophet Isaiah was writing, when John was writing, when Paul was writing, it all came from the same place. It all came from the Holy Spirit. And so when we read the Bible, it's good to know the background. It's good to know the historical context and what things were taking place at that time. Those things can give us a deeper understanding. But Peter's saying, listen, there are things in here that even the authors themselves didn't fully understand when they wrote them. How many of you know that's why you can read your daily devotion and you can read in Scripture and what was true 1,500 years ago, all of a sudden you're reading and you know God is speaking to you right there. Because that is the breath, the Word of God. And so we must have our eyes opened so we can see. We must have our eyes opened. We must invite the Holy Spirit to open our eyes that we would make that our prayer. Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. How many times do we open the word and we just kind of read it like every other book? Or we say things like, maybe, and we don't maybe say this, but in our heart we're like, all right, let's just get this done. But it's the very breath of God. And he wants to meet us right in that moment. How many of you know that when God breathed out those words, he knew exactly where you would be? He knew exactly what you would be going through. He knew exactly who you were, the things that you would be facing, the obstacles, the opportunities. He knew all of it. He knew what was going on in the world in the time that you would be. And he breathed out those words to meet you in that moment. You know, it's no wonder, and it's, I, I would think and hope that it would be all of our heart that we could have a heart like this that would say, open my eyes. God, I don't want this to just be a bunch of words and say, oh, that was cool. No, open my eyes that I can see. How many of you know we need to see clearly what God is speaking to us through his word? And so I had you turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 this morning, and we're going to spend the most of the rest of the time on these next few verses, verses 11 through 14. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11 through 14 says, verse 11, For what man knows the things of a man, except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God, except the spirit of God. How many of you know that when God created us, we were created in three parts? There is our body, which is what we all see. That's what we feel, right? That's what I was feeling when I was playing volleyball, jumping around after all those Christmas meals. Right? There's that physical part of us. There's our body. There's our soul, which is our mind, our will, our emotions. And then there's something called the spirit. And when you receive Jesus as Lord, that spirit part of you, that part that lives forever is reborn. That's why Jesus said, you must be born again. You must receive what I have done and allow that spirit part of you to be reborn. Why? Because when sin entered the world, your spirit was dead. Your spirit was separated from God. But when you receive what Jesus has done, your spirit is reborn and comes alive. And so that's why it's saying here, no one knows the things of a man except the spirit of a man which is in him. How many of you know when your spirit is rebo reborn, the Lord begins to brighten things up on the inside? 
right? That's why you can give your life to the Lord and, and you're now, you're following him and all of a sudden the things that you used to do that you thought were okay, all of a sudden there's something inside that's not settling right. And there's almost this check of, I can't do the things that I used to do anymore. What is that? That's the, that's the Lord, that reborn spirit testifying and working on the inside where the Lord is brightening things up on the inside. Proverbs 20, 27 says, The spirit of a man is the lamp of the Lord, searching all the inner depths of his heart. And so your spirit on the inside, which if you've received Jesus, is reborn. Somebody say amen. I'm thankful. And your spirit will show you what's going on the inside. But how many of you know your spirit doesn't automatically know the things that are going on inside of God? You see, in order to know what is going on with God, you have to get in touch with God's spirit. You have to get in touch with the Holy Spirit. And so, and so who will show you the things of God that you didn't know? The Holy Spirit. Verse 12 says, now we have received not the spirit of the world. Somebody say amen. And I was talking to Susie this morning and I'm like, I, I feel like New Year's gets robbed by the world because there's so much celebration of what is wrong. There's so much celebration of what is dark. That this is what is good. This is what is success. And yeah, I, I would think that we, we can look back on the year and say, oh, I have so much to be thankful for. God has been so good. He's provided. He's healed. He's, he's given me everything that I need. He's done a work in me. He's equipping me. But the world robs that. And how many of you are thankful we have not received the spirit of the world? It says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. What's, who's that? What's that talking about? We're talking about the Holy Spirit. That we might know. You have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit that is from God, that you might know. Why did he send his spirit? That you might know. Why did he send his spirit? Why did he make that available to you? So that you can know. How many of you know there's things that we need to know? And it does not line up with the spirit of this world. It is not according to the truth of the world, of this world, but according to the spirit of God. And that's why the psalmist is, is writing. There are, there are things that have been freely given to us that may, we may not know about it. And the only way for you to find them out is for the Holy Spirit to show you. And that's why the psalmist wrote, open my eyes that I might see wondrous things from your law. And let me tell you, once you see it, you can be it. Once you see it and he opens your eyes to it, you can have it. Why? Because you're not just hearing and being like, oh, that's nice. I hope that happens. No, no, no. When he shows you, when his spirit reveals it to you, it's so that you might know. And when you know, you're changed. You can't go back to what you were before. You can't go back to how it was. And so I don't really care how long you've been in church. I don't care how many sermons you've heard. I don't care if you've read through the Bible a hundred times. How many of you know there are things that the Holy Spirit wants to show you today? So that you will know. So that you will know. I uh, heard a story once of a man coming to America. And he sold everything that he had so that he could take a, get on a ship and come over and have a new, a new start, have a new life. And as he was on the ship, 
the captain was walking around the ship and he noticed that this man wasn't eating. And it's because this man didn't think he could afford the food. He couldn't buy anything. He had sold everything. And he had given everything that he had just to get on the boat. And the captain comes to him and says, don't you know that the food here is available to you because it's included with the price of the ticket? Let me tell you, there are many believers who are going through life that don't know what is available to them. And the Holy Spirit is saying, I have come so that you will know. I have come so that you will know what is available to you. What I have for you in this time, in this season, right where you are at. Some of you are questioning, what do I need to do with my life? How many of you know the Holy Spirit knows? And he wants to speak into that. Some of you are asking, who should I marry? How many of you know the Holy Spirit knows? And he wants to tell you. He wants to give you some insight into some of those things. And so it says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. And so how does the Holy Spirit show us those things that have been freely given to us? Look at the next verse in verse 13. It says these things. Everybody say these things. Okay, that's talking about the things that have been given to us freely by God. These things we also speak. Everybody say speak. How many of you know there's power in the words that you speak? And what really happens, the power really happens when we say the same thing that God says. Because his word is truth. His word is eternal. It says, these things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but in words which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. In other words, the Holy Spirit speaks words to you that convey convey things that God has freely given to you. Things that you would never know. Things that you cannot come up with on your own. Things that you can't just stumble upon. Things where it's like, that's it. That's what God is saying. That's what God has for me. Things that he wants us to possess and to live in. So let me ask you, why would we go another year and not allow the Holy Spirit to open our eyes to show us the things that God has for you? Why would we go? We keep going through life experiencing the same thing, the same results, living in the same circumstance, like we're kind of hitting our head against a wall when the Holy Spirit is saying, I want to show you some things from his word. You see, we have a helper. We have the Holy Spirit who speaks us to us through the word. Verse 14 says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, but because they are spiritually discerned. How many of you know we're talking about real things that will change your life? Real things. This isn't about becoming more religious. This isn't about becoming a better Christian. But I will say this, there is no better New Year's resolution that we can make than to be people who are in his word every day. That would come to him and say, open my eyes. Holy Spirit, I'm coming to you today. Open my eyes that I can see the things that I need to know, the things that you are speaking to me. You see, we're talking about seeing clearly through the word of God to the point where you are hearing directly from God and he is showing who you are, who he's created you to be, and what he has for you. 
you know, I was always really bad at these, but how many of you remember those pictures? They were kind of big in the 90s, um, and so I'm dating myself a little bit. But I remember there were these pictures that you could look at, and it just looked like abstract art, but if you kind of focused or shifted your eyes in a certain way, the image would jump out at you, right? It, would like, it was like this mind-brain trick where you would be looking at all these dots on a picture, and all of a sudden you see a dolphin, or something crazy, right? Like, it's like, whoa, okay? I could never do it. I literally sat there for like an hour one time just trying to, people are like, you got to look through it. And I'm like, my eyes are just blurred. I can't see anything. I don't know. I could never really get to do it. But how many of you know, you don't know what God is saying to you until you allow the Holy Spirit to show you. And you can be looking at the picture. You can be looking at the, at the words but it's not really resonating. It's not really hitting you the way that God wants, to, wants it to hit. How many of you know we need to allow his Holy Spirit to bring things into focus so that we can know what he has for us? Amen. Open my eyes. Can that be our prayer? Open my eyes that I may see wondrous things from your law. Because God, I know you have things for me, things that I don't know. Things that I can't just come up with. Nobody else can tell me what you can tell me. Can you imagine going into your time of being God's word and having a heart like that? Where Father God hears that cry and he says, I'm coming right here. I've sent my spirit. I've promised my spirit to teach you things that you don't know. In fact, let's look at John 16. Listen to what Jesus taught in John 16 verse 12. Jesus says this, he says, I still have many things to say about you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. How many of you remember when Jesus was praying to the father in the next chapter, he said, your word is truth. In other words, the Holy Spirit will lead you into all truth about what? About what God has said. He says, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you that is good. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. In other words, Jesus is saying, listen, if you have accepted me as Savior, you have an inheritance with me. And the things that the Father has, those have been given to me. And I'm sending the Holy Spirit to you to show you what belongs to you because you're with me. Isn't that good? Do you, re- do, you, do you realize what Jesus has given us, what he's made available to us? And he's saying, I've got these things to show you. You don't have to go through life bumping around like everybody else. No, no, no. I have called you. I have appointed you for this time. I have plans for your life, but you can't just stumble your way into them. You have to have a heart that comes to me, that that is humble, that, that walks in humility, that says, God, show me. Open my eyes so that I can see clearly. How many of you know we need to respond to what the Lord is saying? Open my eyes. Lord, do that in my life. Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 16. He says, I do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, 
that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. How many of you know that's what we want? We want revelation by his spirit. Verse 18 says, The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? Isn't that what we just talked about? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe? How many of you know there is power that he has available for your life? But we have to walk, see them. We have to, that there is an inheritance that he has for us. But we need revelation from the Holy Spirit to see what God has made available to us. Proverbs 8, 32 through 35, and I'm going to close with this. says, Now therefore listen to me, my children, for blessed are those who keep my ways. Hear instruction and be wise and do not disdain it. Blessed is the man who listens to me, watching daily. Everybody say daily. Watching daily. Everybody didn't say that. Everybody say daily. There we go. Watching daily at my gates. Waiting. Everybody say waiting. Waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoever finds me, finds life. And obtains favor from the Lord. There's things that the Lord has put in you, and the only thing that will satisfy is him. And he's saying, will you come and be with me daily? Would you come and wait for me? Because if you do, you will find me and you will find life. We think we can come up and find a better way, but how many of you know that's not true? The enemy would love for you to think that if you just start doing this, or if you get this opportunity, or if you start taking more time for yourself, well, you don't really need to follow God that closely. You can just do this. But Jesus is saying, no, no, there's a different way. And it starts with waiting for me. Would you wait on me and allow me to show you who I am? You know, when I read the word, I would like to say this is true 100% of the time because even I find myself sometimes opening, the, opening my Bible, sometimes on my app, and, I'm just, and I just start reading. But I think think there is greater impact that the Lord wants to give us than just knowledge or head knowledge or cool facts from history. But that we would be people that would say, Lord, would you open my eyes? I'm coming to you every day. I'm waiting at the door because I need you. Would you come and speak to me today? How many of you know the Father loves that prayer? That would say, I'm putting everything else aside and I'm coming to you. Because you, in you, I find life. Amen? And so we need to come to his word and allow him to open our eyes so that we can see clearly in this time. So here's what we're going to do. we got a couple things going. But I believe these are things that the Lord is leading us into because we have been operating for too long at a too low of a level. And the Lord is wanting to build his church and strengthen his church, which you are a part of. Did you know that? 
Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. How does he build his church? Through his people. And there are many of you who have felt called by God. There are many of you who have promises from God. There are many of you who are looking for more. And Jesus is saying, I am that answer. But we need to press in a little differently. And so we've already talked about one of the things that we're going to be doing, which is the 21 days of prayer and fasting. How many of you know we must pray? We must pray. And so I'm inviting you into that. If you have not signed up for that, I encourage you to sign up for that. I'm not going to nag you. I'm not going to show up at your door. I'm not going to email you and be like, I don't think you're praying hard enough, okay? No. But we are going to invite you into this because there's power in the prayer of agreement. Right? Where two or more are gathered, I am there in the midst of them. doesn't mean that we need to be right next to each other, but that we can be in agreement over praying and declaring the same thing. And so there's power in the prayer of agreement. So we're going to be spending 21 days in prayer and fasting for the city, for the church, for our country, for all of it. But the other thing that I felt like the Lord has wanted us to do, that we need a recommitment to spending daily time in his word. That we would be people that spend time daily waiting at the door and saying, Holy Spirit, open my eyes. Lord, show me what you have for me. And watch him meet you right in that moment because that's what he wants to do. It's what he wants to do. Will you respond? Will you wait? Will you step aside and say, I'm going to put aside in, in my routine and I'm going to make time for the Lord in his word? And as you do, he said, it says, my spirit will show you things that you need to know. We need to know things. Because if we don't know it, we can't have it. But if we know it, if he reveals it to us, it's who we are. It's what we have. Amen? And so here's what we're going to do, and I have these available. We, we have a couple things. If you go to our Connect page, you'll see that there is a button that, has, that says daily Bible reading. You might hear us say this occasionally at our church. We, we read our Bibles every day. We're going to recommit to that. Because there's things that the Holy Spirit wants to show you. I'm not saying this so that we can have a church that, oh yeah, we like to read our Bible every day. No, I'm showing this because I think the Lord wants to do something in your life. So we have that daily Bible reading link. You can go to our Connect page, click that link. The, or you can also just go to the URL. It's chapelvalley.org backslash Bible dash reading. You can bookmark that. You can do what you want. There's a link for today's reading that will take you to today's reading. Or you can download a PDF that will give you the reading plan for the entire year. Okay? There's multiple options. We also have it printed out. We have a few copies at the information desk. But I'm going to ask that we, we pray, we, that we do this together. I know that there's a lot of good reading plans out there. There's different levels depending on what you think I can handle for a season. But how many of you know this is a, this, this plan is flexible, but it's also thorough. If this reading plan will allow you to read through the Bible in the course of a year. But the cool thing about it is it's chronological. So it's in order, which does not mean Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers. It's not that. That, right? That's not the, the, the order that the Bible was written. That's not the order that it is. And so there's some jumping around. But every day you read a, cha- a chapter or a couple chapters out of the Old Testament. And every day you read a New Testament chapter. 
There's also options that if you want to go a little deeper, you can do the one-two plan, which is you read through the whole Bible and the New Testament twice. Or you can also add a proverb a day. How many of you know we need some wisdom? I always say, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I never know. I'm like, I, I feel like I say that way too much, right? But the Lord has wisdom for us, and so we can do. A, there's a proverb a day. There's different levels to this reading plan. But here's the here's the beautiful part about this. When we do this plan together, it's going to increase the biblical fellowship of our church. We'll be reading the same thing. The Holy Spirit will t- will be speaking to us all, but differently out of the same scriptures. And you'll start to share people, whether it's in a group setting or if it's on a Sunday morning. They'll be like, man, this is what the Holy Spirit showed me when I read John chapter 1 this morning. And then all of a sudden, the person that you're talking to, maybe you're having a coffee with them at one of our standing tables. And they're saying, oh, that's awesome. This is what I got. This is what the Lord was speaking to me. Can you see the synergy and the encouragement that takes place in that? Not only that, oftentimes what we are talking about on Sunday mornings is what, what is preached about. It lines up with that. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is showing us things in the reading of his word. And so there is this deepening of faith and this synergy that I believe the Lord has for us that as we increase our fellowship with him through the word, but also with one another by partnering together and saying, let's do this. Let's recommit to being a people who are in his word. I believe the Lord is going to do powerful things. So we're going to start with prayer and being in his word. And if there is any New Year's resolution you can make, let it be that one. Those, th- those two things. And watch what the Lord will do in your life. I said watch what the Lord will do in your life because the Holy Spirit will show you things you need to know. And as we pray in agreement, it releases the power of heaven and God's plans and will comes to pass here on earth. His kingdom is established. He builds his church through his people, which is you and me. And it happens when we spend time in fellowship with him. Amen? So, I'm trying to think if I made that clear enough. Is that clear? Okay. I'm going to say it again. No, I'm just I'm not going to say it again. I won't say it again. I have a tendency to do that. I was telling Pastor David, I was like, I feel like I say same. Sometimes I say things like five times, and i got to get better at that. Because by the fifth time, y'all are like, oh, yeah. But I really do believe this is what... This is, this is our starting point for this year. I believe God wants to do amazing things. I mean, going back to Psalm 65, listen to this again now. Knowing everything that we just said, everything that we just talked about, Psalm 65, 11, you crown the year with your goodness and your paths drip with abundance. How do we stay in that path? By spending time with him. If you are not spending time with him, you will not be in alignment with him. You cannot. There's too much darkness. There's too much lies. There's too much in this world that will pull you away. We need to spend time with him regularly. Amen? All right. Is this a good word? Okay. All right. Let's stand together. I'm going to invite Mike and the worship team. Let's close with this song. And I'm going to ask that I'm not having you. The only thing we're having to sign up for is the 21 days of prayer because we have to send that to you. Okay, we're not asking for a commitment form, but I am asking that you commit in your heart that this is a year that we're going to be in his word. And so if you are old school and you need it printed out, we have those at the information desk on the way out. I believe Cole's going to be handing those out. Um, Or you can follow along online as well.
Okay, but let's sing. Let's just commit and let's just look to the Lord right now and just continue to commit to him. Lord, open my eyes. Open my eyes. I want to see what you have for me. I want to see what you are doing as we continue to worship him this morning. So thank Micah, go ahead and lead us. I love you, Lord. Oh, your mercy never fails me. In all my days, I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up until I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God.
your heart that he would that you are saying God show me can we just lift our hands to the Lord and surrender and let's just receive from him as I pray over you father we come to you in Jesus name and Lord we ask Lord that this would be a year Lord that we would see wondrous things from your word from your law Lord from your scriptures your holy scriptures which is the very breath of who you are it's the very word of God Lord, that we would see, that we would be transformed by the revelation, by the promises and the truth that you are making available to us through your holy scriptures. Lord, we receive that by faith. Lord, we partner with that. We walk in that. And we say, let this be a year, Lord, where our eyes are opened. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that you meet us, that you don't get frustrated with us and abandon us, but Lord, that you come right in and you lift us up right where we need to be. Lord, we come to you with hearts surrendered and we say, come and do what you want to do in our lives in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you receive that, say amen. Some of you in your heart are saying right now, I've already tried this. And I believe the Lord is saying, try again. I'm inviting you into this next next season of your life. I have great things for you. But you must surrender. You cannot serve God and money. You cannot serve God in this world. You must lay it down. You have not seen me because you have not fully surrendered. Lord, strengthen us. Strengthen us to fully surrender. To fully humble ourselves. Because in you, we find life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I remembered what I was going to say earlier. The other thing, and this is not available yet, so I'm asking if you're if you're choosing to be a part of this reading plan, that you pick up a reading or you go online on our Connect page. But we are ordering uh, Solid Life journals. Some of you remember those. But those are the reading plans in the back, and there's also a notebook where you get to apply your reading to your life. When we receive those, we're going to actually have an instructional video and we'll walk you, we'll give everybody a touch up. But how many of you know we don't just want to read God's word, we want to apply it to our lives. And when we pause and we submit ourselves and we open ourselves up to that, he meets us every time. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I've gone through the book of Leviticus and I'm like, the Holy Spirit actually spoke through that book. That's amazing. Okay, so he will speak. So uh, we're gonna we have those on order. Those are gonna come later this month, and we will have those available to be purchased here on Sundays. Very cheap, five dollars. Um, but it's a, a wonderful tool to keep with your Bible to help you get into your Bible every day 
and allow the Lord to speak to you and lead you through his word. Amen? So those will be available, but for now, grab your reading plan or download it or click the link on our Connect page. All right? Well, we love you. Happy New Year. Everybody say Happy New Year. There we go. Let's turn to a few people around you. Greet some other people that you haven't already said hi to. And we'll see you next Sunday at 10 o'clock. God bless you. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Chapel Valley Church. We want to hear from you. So please take a moment to share your story by emailing us at info at We hope you stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching Chapel Valley Church. You can also stay updated by visiting our website, chapelvalley.org.